another week, another headline, another opportunity for inspiration. Can meditation help us to be victorious? A recent national championship winning quarterback shows us that the answer is a resounding yes. We can meditate our way to victory. Welcome to the Wishing You Well podcast. I'm your host, health coach Maria Patrick. Together, we make the issues and the headlines of the day relatable to us and a source for inspiration so that we can live our healthiest and best lives. Thank you so very much for tuning in today. We are united together from all around the globe in bringing wellness into our lives. Today, we are going to talk about the power of meditation from a recent newsmaker and trophy winner. You don't have to look very far or dig very deep to uncover the benefits of meditation and mindfulness. These words and the ancient practices that they describe have been mainstream for quite a while now. The reason that they're in the news this week is thanks to J.J. McCarthy, the quarterback of the University of Michigan's football team. They just won the national championship game, and ESPN not only aired the game on their network, they also provided wall-to-wall, all-day pregame coverage. One of the visuals, which just got lots of coverage, was J.J. McCarthy meditating prior to the big game. It was not his first time ever doing this. He was seen meditating before the Rose Bowl game last week, and apparently it's been his regular practice since he was in high school. I can think of several reasons why it made the headlines. One is because when you think of pregame rituals involving football, you typically think of warm-ups and locker room coaching advice and media interviews and cheerleaders and national anthems. You don't picture something so zen and quiet and mindful in what many have long described as a very loud, aggressive, and macho sport. JJ is apparently unabashed about his practice. In the midst of all of the pregame chaos, JJ finds a spot on the field, specifically right underneath the goalpost, where he sits cross-legged with his headphones on his eyes closed, and his hands clasped together in his lap. I witnessed this for the first time yesterday when I walked past a television in my house and saw a close-up of J.J. mid-practice. The sportscasters were talking all about him and what he was doing. It seemed like a huge invasion of privacy to me. The close-up camera allowed us to even see the nostril-closing breathing technique that J.J. was doing, and you could see the rise and fall of his chest with every in and every out breath. While part of me was wishing that the camera would pull back and we would all collectively look away and leave J.J. to his mindfulness moment, I was also grateful for the white-hot spotlight that was showing the world, or at least the college football-watching world, that meditation is cool, that it can and should be a priority, and that it can be used to help prepare a talented and successful young athlete for arguably the biggest game of his entire life. So here comes the spoiler alert. If you don't yet know who won the big game, you're going to want to turn down the volume of this podcast for a minute because I'm about to reveal it. Ready? You've been warned. J.J. McCarthy, whose record as a starting quarterback for the Wolverines was 26-1 going into the national championship game, led Michigan to a 34-13 victory 
over the University of Washington Huskies. JJ's practice begins long before he gets to the stadium. He starts his day with 30 minutes of meditation, and then he carves out 10 additional minutes pregame. He's been quoted as saying that what he's listening to through his headphones is white noise, specifically the frequency 963 hertz. While seeing a quarterback quietly ensconced in a meditation practice may have been a new sight for many, and I think it's the reason it made the headlines, it was not the first time I have seen this in action. I witnessed the quarterback of my high school's football team do something very similar before each and every game. I was always there early. I was the student body president, and one of my responsibilities was setting up the concession stand. I also was the person, here's another spoiler alert, I was also the person inside the mascot suit. So both duties involved me getting to the field several hours before kickoff. I actually loved that time. I relished it. It was the calm before the storm. Everything was so quiet and peaceful. The team wasn't yet on the field for warm-ups. The bleachers weren't yet filled with the fans. The other team's buses hadn't even arrived yet. It was just me setting up the hot dog maker and the hot cocoa machine and our team's quarterback. He would be in full uniform with his helmet held underneath his arm and he would walk the entire length of the field to the end zone where he would get down on one knee and take time to meditate or pray or perhaps a combination of both. I have thought about his pregame practice so many times over the last very many years. And to this day, I don't know if he knew that I was always there and that I saw his pregame ritual. I'm definitely going to ask him about it at our next reunion. It is and was obvious to me, the innocent observer, that taking the time to find quiet before the noise and stillness before the movement meant something to him and most definitely helped his performance, both mentally and physically. My husband has his own football meditation story. He was a member of his college's football team, which, like JJ's team, won the national championship. He said that the team had a very specific routine for game days and the day before game days, designed and dictated by their head coach. The day would begin together at what they referred to as the training table for their team meal, which was as important for the fellowship and team camaraderie as it was for their nourishment and nutrition. Following the meal was the position meetings, where they would break up into groups and finalize the game plan for their respective positions. Then that was followed by a meeting of the entire team. And then finally, and perhaps most importantly, visualization time, where every member of the team would lie down and visualize themselves on the field playing the game. They were advised to see themselves running the ball or blocking or tackling and winning. On the day before a game, all of this happened before curfew, which meant an early night's out to get plenty of rest for the next day. JJ said that his meditation practice began during the pandemic. This is probably something that many of us can relate to. Did you start something new during the pandemic? I learned how to make from scratch cinnamon rolls. Whatever you learned, has it carried forth to today like it has for J.J. McCarthy? There's a wonderful poem written by Kitty O'Meara that so perfectly captures this. 
She wrote it in March of 2020, the very beginning of the global lockdown, and it caught the attention at the time of Deepak Chopra, who shared it on his Facebook page, calling it beautiful and thought-provoking. Deepak was responsible for many of the poem's millions of views, and Oprah Winfrey also helped to promote it by referring to Kitty O'Meara as the poet laureate of the lockdown. Here's the poem. And the people stayed home and read books and listened and rested and exercised and made art and played games and learned new ways of being and were still and listened more deeply. Some meditated, some prayed, some danced, some met their shadows and the people began to think differently and the people healed. And in the absence of people living in ignorant, dangerous, mindless, and heartless ways, the earth began to heal. Deepak was right. Those words are so beautiful and quite inspiring. As challenging as lockdown was for all of us, and even though we were presented with many things to be anxious and upset about, we were quite literally forced to slow down. It wasn't a choice like the one that JJ intentionally makes before every game. It was thrust upon us, and all of a sudden we were baking and meditating and journaling and napping. Everything around us was closed and still, and as a result, so were we. The Mayo Clinic, which I think is the most trusted source for medical information and advice, recommends a regular meditation practice for its many emotional and physical health benefits, which include managing stress, making you more self-aware, being in the present moment, reducing negativity, increasing your creativity, increasing patience, lowering your resting heart rate, lowering your resting blood pressure, and helping you to sleep better. There's so much research around meditation, and many studies suggest that meditation can help manage symptoms of many health conditions, such as anxiety, asthma, cancer, chronic pain, depression, heart disease, high blood pressure, irritable bowel syndrome, tension, headaches, and once again, sleep problems. The Mayo Clinic, according to them, there are many different ways of meditating, including guided meditation, mantra meditation, mindfulness meditation, and they recommend yoga and what I teach, which is Qigong. That practice combines meditation with breathing and mindful movements. You can find a link in my podcast description to find my classes on Zoom and YouTube. New students are always welcome in my classes. When I teach Qigong, I often have to remind my students to slow down, to move slowly, to move in an effortless way. I can always tell the people who came rushing to get to class on time because they have a difficult time slowing down. The movements are slow and intentional and were developed to mimic the graceful and flowing movements we find in nature and in the way animals move. The practice has been around for more than 5,000 years and for good reason. It is an express invitation to carve out time for mindfulness, introspection, quiet and calm, all of which lead to improved health, a quieter mind, a calmer heart, a slower heart rate, a reduction in blood pressure and stress, and as I mentioned before, improved digestion and better sleep. 
The quarterbacks definitely have the right idea, the same one that's been believed by the thousands of years of Qigong masters that have come before us. The path to victory is paved with deep breaths, white noise, stillness, and a shutting out of the world. Whether you're a football fan or not, or you cheered the Wolverines on to victory or not, or you meditated during the pandemic lockdown or not, now is our chance to start. One minute of meditation can turn into five, which before we know it will be 30. Health experts often have the same response when people say, I don't have time to do that. They are known to say, what you don't have time for is to get sick. We have all the time we need. We simply have to decide how we want to use it. Let's make the time. Let's make meditation not only a choice, like JJ the quarterback, but a priority. Find your goalpost to sit under. Block out the proverbial cameras and fans and the noise and the world. Your mind and your body will thank you. As I often say, do something today that your future self will thank you for. That'll be a victory worthy of a national championship trophy. Thank you for choosing my podcast and for spending time listening. Your support inspires me and it fills me with gratitude. As always, I am wishing you well.